Good news, everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I am your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Saturday, ready to do some feedback. Yes, it is also Roger's birthday. It is my birthday. Thank you. Yes, I sung a terrible happy birthday. I don't know if it I woke was up this morning, I enjoyed it. but I sung a birthday to him. And uh, yeah, I, I'm. It's, it's 45 years today. Um, time flies when you're having fun. So I'm glad it does. Know, it feels like uh, time's just been going by and I'm, you know, very thankful and grateful for the people in my life that make uh, you know, that make me feel so, you know, so good all the time and stuff. And, uh, you know, the things I've been able to accomplish and things we have coming up and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to say thank, you know, I know it's my birthday, but mm-hmm. honestly, I'm just thankful for all the friends and family and, and you and, and fans and all the people that have uh, made this journey so 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 dope so far so you know thank you to everyone yes it is and uh uh it's kind of on the same topic but kind of not because like i don't think my mom knows today's your birthday so i was getting prepared for the show my phone started ringing i was like who is this i looked at it and it was my mama so i picked up i said hey mama how you doing and she says she says karen you doing she said karen you doing a uh what does she call it a uh a play I said, my, my, Mama, I'm not doing no play. She said, you doing a play or something? She said, <laughs> she said, <laughs> she's, she's 80-something years old. And so, I'm, so I'm setting it up front. She said, you doing a play? She said, I heard Debbie and Sonya talking about it up front. They said, Roger and Karen doing the play downtown. She said, I want to know about it. I say, Mama, I say, I say, oh, I say, I'm not doing a play. I say, but I say, yeah. I said, me and Roger got something going on downtown. But I say, I said, I'm sorry you missed it. I say, it was September the 9th. I said, but I didn't expect you to be there. She says, she says, I want to be there. She says, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. She said, y'all doing a play? She said, I want to know. She said, I, I want to come and support what y'all do. I said, okay, mom. I said, the next time we do uh, uh, one, I say, I will let you know. She said, okay. She said, okay. She said, even if I'd have had to Uber, I thought to myself, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to Uber her there, Uber her back. Because I, I said, you know, she, her cell phone is from when i was in my first cell phone from college so i was like i was thinking um okay um um you know the phone to take you 45 minutes to, to type a text so i was like okay mama if that's what you want to do so i was thinking how do why does she know about this and why is she calling to play it was just adorable and she was like well tell roger i said hey i said mama i will i said i said i love you and thank you for your support i said we took pictures of stuff i said i will um uh, uh, show you pictures next time I come by. She was like, okay. I was like, oh, it, it was just so sweet out the blue for her to just show her love and her support. Cause like I said, with her age and stuff, like I, like I said, with her, her age, I didn't expect her to come. And it's one of those things when she found out about it and her, she was going to get there one way or another. She was like, I was going to come. 
I was like, thank you, mama. I love you. So that was just a hilarious phone call with my mama prior to doing the <laughs> show that I thought was funny that I just would like to like to share with y'all. So uh, ne- ne- next time we do the one in Charlotte, <laughs> my mama might be showing up. So that so that should be fun. Honey, she, honey, she. I hope she don't think she's looking at going to get no Hamilton because this ain't no Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> uh nah that's cool i'm i'm glad that she's doing well and that she uh checked in um she might want to listen to the show before she that's what i was up. about to say i'm about to say cause i don't know if that she, she might get support sh- this foolishness <laughs> so she might get the shock of her life <laughs> she might show i didn't know what was happening and what was going on she was like she was saying like how you know how many tickets y'all sell i said bob i said i, I, I said we had over 100 some people online i said we had over 100 some you know tickets you know for for for, for people that was gonna be there and she was like oh, okay she was like i i just want you to show my support and stuff she said i love you she said she said uh uh and she apologized i was like mama you ain't got to apologize she was like I'm, so, I'm just so sorry. I didn't know. I was like, well, mama, I didn't expect you to know. I I, I think she was just, dis- in her mind, distraught that something happened and I was doing that she could come and show her support. And you know what? The older I get, the more thankful I am because she's retired now. And when I was younger, she, uh, as a single parent, she could not and did not have the time to actually do and support a lot of the things that I wanted her to be there for because she was working two jobs. So now she was like, well, bitch, I got the time, so I'm, I'm going to come and show all the support. So I thank her for that. Well, Make up time. I guess we'll see her next time. Yeah, I guess we will. I, we'll I, find out what she thinks because I don't think she's ever heard the show. I don't so. think she's ever heard the show either. All I know is she heard <laughs> Debbie and Sonya talking about it, and she was like, what is y'all talking about my baby doing, and I don't know nothing about it. I just, <laughs> you just, uh, I hope she don't show up, and then you start acting all different on the show. That's all. <laughs> acting brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All this cussing and, and, and sinning you've been doing. Mm-mm. Oh, shit now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's the feedback show, of course. This is where we talk about what y'all want to talk about, the things y'all said throughout the week. We want to want to make sure we highlight that. But the first we want to highlight are the people that give us money. You can go to our website, theblackouttest.com, and you can sign up to give us money, like one time, recurring times. And you don't get nothing for it but a shout-out. And that's what we're about to do is shout y'all out for the ones that gave us money. May I have your attention? You are now listening to Charlotte's Own, Rod and Karen. We welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Diary Tips. Today's a new day. That's right. Yes. New birthday, new birth pay. Uh, Steam, my man Majin Steam, he sent a uh, one-time donation. I normally don't say how much a donation is, but it's my birthday. He sent it as $45 for my birthday being 45 Aww. and he does this every year it's yes, like he does you know it's like it's like the, the grand a grandfather he's not old enough to be a grandfather yeah. but it's like a grandfather that's like how old are you boy what yes. you 12 here's 12 dollars so he said rod <laughs> dearest of all my friends happy birthday thank you oh he's like here's a nickel per year son what's that behind your ear rod oh shit 45 dollars oh, uh dana r bomani jones of course y'all know bomani uh, Nicholas Z, Laura E, Jane M, uh, Noel W, Miss Sonya B, Miss Bond, Pete B, Douglas R, 
David from Brooklyn, Ricky A, Pretty Ricky, what to call him, Joanna M, Laura F, Cavis D, Chris from Hawaii, Tabitha M, April G, Corey the Tickler, uh, Alexis H, Marlon B, yes, Marlon B, Tanya S, Wanga from Down Under, all the way from Australia, good day, mate, Dostry J, Shirley Wong Esquire, please say the Esquire, she earned that, and lastly, Tiffany B, thank you to everybody who uh, sent out some money, okay, we love that, it's, I'm gonna spend it, okay, that's my favorite thing to do with money, I don't know what y'all do with it, but I spend it. Now, we did not get any five-star reviews. And here's the thing, okay? I know it's my birthday, and I could guilt trip y'all that way. That's not how I'm going to guilt trip y'all this time. We need five-star reviews because the last person that left a review is still that person that left a one-star review that was, like, racist or whatever and didn't like our show. I think y'all should fill it up with five-star reviews so we don't have to look at that every time we log on to check. Mm -mm. So if you haven't left us a five-star review... Do that shit. Renew your five-star review. Renew your five-star review. Re-up that shit. Okay? Now, let's get into the comments on the website and on YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. So, the first episode we did was, of course, a feedback episode all the way on uh, September the 12th. It's called 2768, The Original Karen Stand. Um, <laughs> and it's got nine comments. Ooh, y'all had some. What, what was I talking about? I had some to say. Y'all, I, well, not I, but y'all had some to say. I don't even remember. Uh, Collapses says, in regards to the topic of not knowing things about specific subjects, it's really not about being knowledgeable about current events. I think what's annoying to listeners of podcasts, various podcasts, is the host or host not knowing things that are considered common knowledge in society. We're not all held to the standard of Socrates, but unfortunately, public figures are. Anyhow, great podcast and longtime fan. So that person left a one-star review that was like, I'm tired of them not knowing it, but also correcting. And I was like, well, how can you have both? Either we don't know some shit and it needs to be corrected, or we know some shit and it, it uh, or we just don't know it and we don't correct it like what you rather which one pick pick a lane <laughs> pick what i can't do both bro <laughs> nope. i'm sorry uh-uh. um, nobody can but here's the thing though who decides what's common knowledge and that's true. you know what i mean like we all have different life experiences like for example white women hollywood stars common knowledge for most people right i'd say vast majority of people probably can tell they white women apart i can't there's like three white women Hollywood stars to me and they're all the same and they all do the same movie. It's not my fault. White men want to fuck the same women. It's not, they, they do all the casting and directing and fucking deciding who's getting deals. It's not, that is not on me. Margot Robbie looked just like that woman from my name is Earl. Don't she though? Look just like a bunch of other. They look, they are like identical twins. So like, what is common knowledge? Also like, um, I'm, you might want to hold us to a higher standard, but it ain't going to work. Mm-mm. my standard is my life so whatever higher standard you have for me that's on you that's your projection i'm just like you if you had to talk two hours a day you're gonna find out real quickly you don't know everything and it's gonna be some shit that your audience not under pressure not doing a live podcast they know off the top of my head i listen to other people's podcasts i'll be knowing i'll be like, oh yeah godzilla nigga i can't believe you couldn't think of that but of course when you're live and you're trying to think of oh what's that big lizard the um 
He shoot fire. Yeah, you don't have a production team, it, a crew, and nobody talking in your ear giving you the answers. Is it a dragon? No, no. And you can't stop and edit and shit. So, yeah, I think y'all just going to have to live with us being human, and I think everybody will be okay. Chad, you will be all right. Appia says, the contrarian is an interesting phenomenon of human psyche, in my opinion. When I was younger, I didn't understand how someone could change their views from far, example, far left to far right. That seems so far removed. Like, for example, Johnny Rodden from the Sex Pistols from Punk to MAGA fan. Now I understand that it was never about specific views on society or politics. It was always about being against what people around them stand for. And they don't really care about any cause. My father-in-law, who is unfortunately not great overall, has a similar disorder. He used to be more on the left about workers' rights in his youth, and then when it pissed people off around him, okay, the piss piss the people around him off, Mm -hmm. now he tries to be a right-wing provocateur. Ugh, good grief. Yeah, and for a, a, a lot of white people, that's the trend. Like, a lot of them, when they're younger, a lot of them will be like, Free will, do what you want to do. Woo! Then, as that slowly as they get older, they slowly piece by piece begin to put on a uniform. Don't realize they're putting it on, but their views will slowly start changing. And then they get married and have kids or whatever. Just get older, and all of a sudden, you look and they got on a full fledged uniform. Yeah, I, I was listening to, I was watching Shane Gillis's stand up on Netflix. Uh, Shane Gillis is a guy that people know because he didn't get the SNL job because there were jokes about Asian people on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he got quote unquote canceled, but canceled into like a much bigger, lucrative platform by himself. He's like got a Netflix special. His podcast is doing great. He does sketches on YouTube. Like he's, he's big time now without them. Mm-hmm. And the thing I liked about him is, I remember he was on Joe Rogan's show and I saw this clip online and Joe Rogan was trying to be like, you know, it's messed up. You know, they canceled you and, you know, they don't think about it. And, and he was like, no, nah, I kind of did some cancelable shit mm-hmm. and I'm okay. Like, yeah, he owns like, his actions. I, I, like, I, you know, I did what I did. I, I didn't get the SNL job, but it really worked out. I'm not mad at anybody. They can't have that shit on their SNL platform right all good and and i was like huh because normally white dudes especially double down into the victimhood shit like oh they, they, they what about my freedom of speech he was like yeah yeah that's fine anyway i watched his stand-up special and the thing you said reminded me of that he made this joke about how he could feel himself getting older as a white dude and it's like all white dudes have an angry republican hulk inside of them and when they <laughs> see some shit it just you could feel it trying to bubble out and be like you oh, know no. like, well, why don't you just stand for the flag? Oh, 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 you try to push it back down. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was so funny. Uh, the other thing that's funny about this, Abia, is that uh, your father used to be on the left about workers' rights in his youth uh, when it pissed people off around him. It still would piss people off if he continued to be for that. Mm-hmm. He just might be around different types of people now or something. Right. Or he may have just he may just have changed his belief system or whatever. But he But he could still be pissing people off. I don't know if you noticed, everything's on strike around this motherfucker. People don't really yeah. fuck with workers' rights uh, on every on every side. It's not actually a unifying belief system, apparently, which sounds ridiculous, but is true. Yeah, uh, didn't didn't somebody else just go on strike? The the United Auto Workers went on strike. Okay, yeah, because I seen shit, but they was like, yeah, we clocking out, we on strike yeah. now. It's like, oh. So it could be your father-in-law is kind of like, you know, a weirdo or whatever, you know, that 
uh, that changed his belief system. He's the kind of person who talked to anti-vax talk, but secretly got vaccinated while his companions didn't, and some of them died good times. Ooh, yay. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not him coming to the funeral like, we stand together. Mm-mm. Anyway, I got a I got an appointment for Moderna. I, I'll be right back, guys, everybody. But keep keep breathing in each other's faces without masks. Don't let them tell us down. Uh, see y'all tomorrow. Mm-mm. Oh, get away from me. You coughing. Get away from me. She says, I love that you research your facts and correct when you said something wrong. You are A plus. And people who say something else just can't handle that kind of quality. Here, I said it. Thank you, Alpia. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you don't want me at my misinformation, then don't try to come for me at my correcting the information, okay? <laughs> J. Full says, whoever made the doing it for the gram music was in their motherfucking Birkin. Yeah, that's DJ Jaffa that made the mm-hmm. doing it for the gram music. Uh, and yeah, it, it's a banger. For the gram, 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 for the gram. That being said, we don't have it doing it for the gram this week because I got busy and forgot. Uh, but <laughs> I do have a bank of questions that I I've been collecting, so we'll okay. we'll get it next week for sure. Yeah. Um, Wangangi says uh, you just took me back Rod with your movie time sinking I used to do the same thing so I was talking about how back in the day before the internet you'd have to like look in the paper or you'd have to go call the new the movie theater Yep, and you would have to figure out because there wasn't assigned seats then Mm-mm. you'd have to figure out the timing for like when a movie ended and another began and if you could kind of theater hop to the next movie and that doesn't sound that that is just how we grew up but now that probably sounds ridiculous to To people people, right like you didn't just hop on the internet buy a ticket and then scan your way in it's like no No, motherfucker it didn't exist we was just up in there just doing whatever the fuck trying not to get caught theater hopping right Um, and unless you ran into an employee of the week motherfucker they didn't care yeah most of them didn't care they didn't give a fuck if they seen you there all day they was like bitch I don't care they made your money when you bought the popcorn yes they did but uh yeah so that's what we were talking about movie time sinking I used to do the same thing, but I would call the movie phone number. I had to memorize the time of the movies. I liked by listening to it multiple times all the way through. Yeah, I've done that before. But then once I had it locked in, I could just go to the mall theater, sit there in the free AC all day, get there for the matinee, leave when the mall is closed, accept the arcade and the indoor outdoor restaurant. Also, if you bought the biggest popcorn bucket, you got free refills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually they did was like sodas too. So people was like, well, bitch, over here all day then. Mary says, I like that you all do the research and y'all don't just wing it. Like, close enough in this day where there is so much content, the way I manage it is to find a group of persons I trust, whether on Twitter or podcast, and let them tell me about the events that matter. I don't listen to cable news anymore because while I do trust that they do the research, they also have a clear intent to rile me up. Right. I know, man. I right. Know. And that's a complete turnoff for me. Because yeah, I, I, I have to say, it must work, right? It must work. So many people do it. So many podcasters do it, you know, where they kind of rile you up by, like, twisting the information. And, you know, like, this latest thing I've been seeing is, um, and I'm sure I'll talk about it eventually but uh, on the show, but this thing where, like, anything Merrick Garland does or Joe Biden does, l- very liberal people will be like, he's just doing it to make the Republicans happy. And I'm like... Now, why the fuck would you even think that? Right. But it's like, oh, if you can kind of spin anything he does, like, 
there's a repo there's a politician a democrat politician that the doj found out was motherfucking taking bribes and shit and they found gold bars in this nigga's house like scrooge mcduck and uh i saw someone on uh, like a right-wing podcast being like yeah that because you know they're just doing this to to make it so that when they get trump that that it'll seem like they're doing it on both sides i was like okay and it was like and they're going after hunter biden because they want to make it seem like you know uh like like they can please the republicans who who've been looking into this and i'm like or hear me out or they're doing the job without an agenda you're just doing the fucking job is this is a thing this is a person that broke a crime that broke a law don't really matter if it's a fucking democrat don't matter if it's my son it's just the job and i'm joe biden and i don't interfere with the motherfucker doing the job right and the motherfucker doing the job doesn't have a mandate for me to like get trump it's just i don't know if you noticed it was a fucking insurrection everybody kind of hard to ignore that if he would have taken that job and not looked into it we'd be like what the fuck is he doing so i don't know i feel like but anyway, you can find that kind of content on your cable news. Yeah. And I think it makes you mad because it's making me mad just talking about the shit. It makes you mad when you see it one way or the other. Either you get mad and you're like, they're right. Joe Biden ain't shit. Or you get mad and you're like, they're wrong. Joe Biden is the man. But you're still watching. Cor- so they won. Correct. And now I don't know if I'm old or because I don't like to get agitated when I watch news. I'm like the old people. Just give me straight facts. Like, I don't need a other. You don't need to be friendly with it. You don't know. Just be old-fashioned. We're, we're telling you this is what happened. And you're like, okay, cool. Let it's me weird. cipher that out. It's weird getting old enough to appreciate and understand why my mom listened to NPR. Right. Like, why, why they listen to jazz in the car. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was like, man, if y'all turn this shit off and throw on something to make me feel something and they're like i would like to feel less please two two tickets for feeling less it's too much feelings too much stimulation um but yeah she says um uh it's so inflammatory in the end lacking in any depth or weight and for me i just go back to basic stuff you learn in high school about how to gauge the info you're consuming who is relaying the info why and to what audience anyway you all are one of my trusted sources because you do the work and you're funny the last is important because honestly there's only so much ezra klein you can listen to (laughs) very earnest man but he needs some fun segments y'all listen to his podcast Mm -hmm. uh sean says imagine ezra klein playing guess the race yeah, maybe I can uh, get him on here. See if it's not. <laughs> Ruin his whole career. Maybe we no. can get him to do that. Stay away, Ezra. Right. Ezra Klein's like, mm, black. And that's the last, Mm-mm. that clip goes viral. That's Mm-mm. the last time we see him. The only Ezra is the Ezra from Star Wars. Like, we might get him on here. The rest, that Ezra, no. Hustle No Flow says, I appreciate that you all correct information. There are podcasts that I had to stop listening to during the pandemic because they would bring up a topic and then go on rants about motives or actions that made no sense. And if you actually knew the topics or read the whole story while they were talking about headlines, it was getting. Oh, yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah, because some of them don't read the audience. It's hard, too, because I think there's so much misinformation and the way we're consuming it through social media is like sound bites and headlines yes it's so easy to get misled Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to assume shit because you see a headline and it's just like i i think i got all the information it's a headline and a picture that's all i need is you know it's joe jonas looking evil uh and and then the the headline is joe jonas stole his kids you like "Mm, this kid still a motherfucker i hate him and as you read the article and it might have different information but Mm -hmm. 
the tweet said what it said I, that's good enough for most people uh, it was like getting riled up just to be riled up and have people pick a side. Also, after a conversation with JL, I went and listened to an episode of his podcast about the strike, and I was kind of sad. Even without knowing all the facts that you shared about writers' actual lifestyles, I don't know why people have to make all these false equivalencies between actors and CEOs or which union is more worthy. At the end of the day, whether it's a teacher, auto worker, nurse, writer, or actor, at the end of the day, it is work. And for writers and actors, every time we see their product, there is a monetization happening, whether via streaming free fee, ads, or network paid rights to the show. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know it's, it sucks, but I'm actually really glad that the news is coming out and that all the streaming services are raising their prices. Mm-hmm. Because I think it really puts a fine point on the point that we've been talking about. The price for what you've been paying over the year since the last negotiation has been going up. Many of y'all are paying cable prices again, even though you're streaming. Yes. And they continue to have you by the nose. They're just like, yeah, it's five more dollars. What the fuck you going to do? Right. And think about what they're saying. It costs you. Let's say you got Disney Plus when it was five ninety nine or whatever the fuck a month. And now it's $20. And that's only been the last two or three years. It is costing you 300, 400% more than what you originally signed up for. Writers are getting 0% of that money. You understand? Zero. Not they were getting 5%, now they're getting 15 or they were getting 5%, now they're still getting 5 Zero. They do not have to pay you any royalties or any of that shit on streaming. So when they up the price and don't even tell us how much people are watching what, mm-hmm. when they take our shit off of their platforms, mm-hmm. They don't have to pay us a goddamn thing. But you know who's paying a lot more? You are. Yes. And so it should piss you off. Because last time I checked, them services don't make the content. The people that make the shit y'all love when you love the bear, that's a person that came up with that. There's a cool people that wrote that shit. And to know that they're not getting anything, really. To know that no matter how popular that show is, they get a check one time. And that's it. And the, and the companies get checks in perpetuity. And then, and then raise your price. It should piss you off. And, and I'm tired of people acting like writing and acting is such a cushy fucking gig. And it's so unrelatable to, first of all, writers and actors, be working in your motherfucking restaurants, nigga. So right. for all the, what about the people working in restaurants? So do we, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you talking about? But the other part of it is, it's a hard gig. It's just because you see Sarah Jessica Parker or someone that made it to the top 1% echelon of actors, you think, oh, da, da. there's a billion motherfuckers around the globe that want to do this shit and it ain't happening. Or they got on and they thought they made it to that milestone and it didn't happen for them. Because it's like, oh, yeah, we used to be like if you were a TV series regular, we pay you enough that you could like have a life. That you could say no to a few things. That you could uh, say, oh, steady paycheck. Be back for that next season. Love that. Going to go ahead and get a house. Going to get married. Well, now they're like, um, we invented streaming. We're making way more money than we used to. We ain't giving you shit. You're making way less because you're inflation and all that shit. You just ain't. So continue being a waiter and a popular actor that everyone thinks is good. Like, So anyway, I think I appreciate you writing in to say that because I think those false equivalencies do dominate a lot of the discussion. And I think also you end up aligned with people like Bill Maher and shit where you're like, I know this motherfucker ain't right. 
Uh, and execs and the rest of corporate staff are getting paid based on the monetization. So why are people getting angry about the talent trying to per, uh, preserve that ability to participate? Besides, people don't really think that there's a universal group that is worthy to advocate for more. I know nurses that think that that I know nurses that resent teachers because teachers don't work 12 months and want to get paid. Right. We have to stop caping for worshiping corporate execs for being rich and adopting their mindsets about other working people. Yep. Yeah. And it and it don't make sense because you are a nurse. You know how you got to be a nurse. A motherfucking teacher taught you, bitch. Like, like, like that concept doesn't make no sense. And the school system is not 12 year, uh, 12, um, 12 months. Some are, but most not. So, yeah. And on top of that, they should be paid for the months they don't work. You know, because what they don't tell you is that the average teacher, like some of these other jobs, working two and three jobs. Why you think your uh, 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 fifth grade teacher is also the, the, the coach of the soccer team, which is also the substitute nurse, which is also the assistant principal. Bitch, they and work they in to pay all for, the jobs. And they have to pay for their own school supplies and stuff like that. Right. But, but the point is... When the teachers union is up for wanting more money, when the teacher union goes on strike, it's the same pattern of vilifying them. The auto workers union, it's the same pattern. You know, the people that are at the top of these companies, a lot of them have more direct access to press and media outlets. And so it's easy to vilify people. Just don't be a sucker and fall for that shit. Right. Um, like I said, I, that's not to say, I still think JL's episode was like funny and stuff. And there was like, um, I'm able to laugh at it even though I disagree with some of it. Um, and I also think there's room to be critical of the strike process if you want to be critical. It's just the power imbalance is so ridiculous. I don't know that you can ever completely state or understand it if you don't understand the entire process. Like it's easy to like jump into some like what I call what I would call like mental fallacies. Like you just jump into some shit like I mean, look at the rich, look at Liz Lemon out there. Motherfucking Tina Fain thinks she got it bad. It's like, what? That's that's like saying, look at, uh, you know, look at look at the NBA. LeBron wants more money. It's like, well, technically, all of them want more money. So that's what a union does. And why aren't you looking at the people making, you know, the least amount of money in that situation? And why aren't you looking at the owners who make all the money? Like, it's just crazy. Anyway, um. So then let's check the YouTube for comments um, for the original Karen Stan. Um, no comments there. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's check the poll. Which describes Bill Maher's politics? Liberal, moderate, or conservative? That was my question. I just wanted to know. Conservative. Karen says conservative. 71% of our audience thinks he's conservative. 20% say he's moderate. And 9% think he's liberal. Uh, meanwhile, on Spotify, three percent liberal, seventeen percent moderate, seventy nine percent conservative. Mm-hmm. Y'all think times have changed enough in our? Um, I think times have just changed so much in the years since Bill Maher came to prominence. I I think there was a time when I would have called him liberal, way back in the day, at the beginning of uh, politically incorrect, maybe. And then there came a time where, started. I, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. when we first started, mm-hmm. and then it came a time where I realized, like, oh, he's not really liberal; he's kind of more moderate, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, uh, you know, this is back when moderate meant, you know, like, I smoke weed and I fuck hookers, 
but also I'm not really with, you know, the people being fat. I don't like fat people or something. And you're like, roll your eyes because it's annoying, but, you know, in general, you're like, whatever. He seems to be mostly in the right position. I think something happened to him kind of like what happened in Chappelle. They just kind of decided to be old. They just mm-hmm. went, this is as far as I'm going. I'm actually going back the other way now. And I think it's funny, you know, the, the fucked up things. And I think uh, the people that want more and better shit, you're the ones who are wrong. And they don't want to progress. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't really fuck with them like that uh, anymore. But I mean, that's their prerogative. But I would say he's become conservative but a lot of that's because everything's been so polarizing there's no middle ground on a lot of issues anymore especially since trump is it's just the middle ground is not really one to occupy and also some of these things are about people's human rights they're not gonna middle ground you bro no they're not you know Pick a side they're not gonna middle ground you so um anyway uh yeah i was i would say he was conservative as well um the Q&A on Spotify was Walking Dead recaps are back. Katie says Karen is speaking pure facts about why people hold misinformation so close. Even when facts are clear, the delusion is a safe space they want to stay in. They're going to be doing it more with Biden, too. Vincy Sweet says, yay. Uh, Sydney says, OK, so first off, dollar store meat is wild as fuck. I need to see a Tubi documentary about where it comes from. Right. Also, hey, The Walking Dead recast literally helped me over my aversion to zombies. Been hooked ever since. I, honestly, man, that's dope. I, I'm i glad that there were people out there and there's an audience for us to continue doing these recasts. Because we love these recasts, but also, it, we, it was so long ago, I'm like, man, who gonna listen? And if it's just 10 of y'all, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm down. We down. All, all 10 of us gonna be here together. Sandy says, Appia is officially the third host. I always love her comments. Heart emoji. <laughs> we love Appia. She do be like, first. Uh, our Russ MR says, great. Miss Barnes says, yay, with a bunch of uh, hands up in the air emoji. Now, she was, full disclosure, the person that... <laughs> Like passive aggressively. That's why I was messing with her. Got us to cover it. <laughs> right. And Coach Malik says, Oh shit. So it seems to be mostly a positive uh community around the Walking Dead mm-hmm. returning on the show. I know they're gonna be like, Wow, why all of a sudden we got like eight extra streams that's happening all of a sudden? It's us. We we are the one that caused people to go back and, and pick up what we left off. <laughs> Episode twenty seven sixty nine, Stormtrooper Fails, uh, which was our first Walking Dead recap. Um since returning uh 2d tar says walking dead wednesdays are back yeah baby thank you rod and karen for doing this looking forward to continuing the ride karina aka 2d Taurus. sounds sounds tasty says don't care that it's a year late love the review are you gonna watch any of the spinoffs maybe maybe it depends i don't if we do watch them i don't anticipate reviewing them though i don't think we will I, like just because i there's too many there's dead city there's uh oh, there's like daryl something with daryl like I, okay. I'm, I'm cool on that it's just because at some point it's just it becomes work if we do if we make it work so i would like to finish off the main story thing and We'll see from there if we ever talk about, like, if I think Rick and Michonne are getting a spinoff. Like, I think ah, we'll talk about that stuff at some point. Right. But maybe not review on the podcast. Agreed. Pamela M.A. says, appreciate story time, Rod and Karen. Still haven't seen one episode of the show, but marveling the way you two can spin the tale. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you. I'm glad for the people that was like, I don't watch it, but I love y'all stories. Child, we, th- we thank you for listening to us uh, for story time. Ramsey says, I cannot believe my people are reviewing these final episodes. Thank you. 
Aunt Sasha Pierce says, Woo, it's back. I'm so excited. I was a diehard fan of The Walking Dead, and I have been waiting for y'all to finish it. Thanks for hanging tough with it, Rod and Karen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Newsy says, Glad it's back. I stopped watching around the time of the funny hair garbage people, but picked back up the last couple of, couple of seasons because of the recaps. Oh, oh, wow. Thank you. We've actually have a, we're actually really enjoying it because we really enjoy it, particularly with the main one because, like I said, that's the kind of one. And me and Roger read all of the comics. So for us, I like, let's finish this one. And uh, this is the last season of Fear. We're probably do the Fear. And then after that, it's, it's kind of a, we don't know. We'll see from there. Miss Mars says, in the words of the great songstress actress Tisha Campbell, I'm still here, still riding for the walking dead, waiting until they stumble on an all-black community where we are thriving because we know how to live under unwarranted threats. But this black community won't even trust them enough to let them in because they still remember White's propensity pre-Z-Pac to Columbus (laughs) anything they touch. And they go like, no. That has been my working theory is that... uh, in all the apocalyptic movies, because I don't think The Walking Dead is like this. I think The Walking Dead has a lot of diversity. But mm-hmm. in all the apocalyptic movies and science fiction where the whole cast is white, basically, ain't no black people around uh, or whatever, I always just imagine somewhere just a black community thriving, minding their motherfucking business, mm-hmm. and other people out here fighting aliens and shit, and they just like, you know what? No, we just... We just staying in the crib. Y'all, y'all good on that. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, Evie E says, I miss these recaps. It brings me back. Even though I know how this ends, I still enjoy hearing your perspectives because it makes the show much more fun. I got to say that the actor who plays Sebastian does such a good job of playing a douchebag that he will forever be the character for me, no matter what role he plays from now on. I look forward to more recaps. I'm here until the wheels fall off. Thank you, Evie E. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And yeah, that, uh, Sebastian, that actor is amazing because I hate him. Yes. Uh, would you let Carol babysit your kids? Is the poll okay? Oh wait, shit. Let me check the uh, YouTube. See if there's any comments for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were two. Turk says, for some reason, I thought you guys finished all but the last two episodes. Pleasant surprise to get eight more Walking Dead recast. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, all but the last two would just be cruel. <laughs> Tipsy says, I want to say thank you for this. After our family pet passed away earlier this month, I've been hella sad. Oh, Aww, sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. I finally started catching up on episodes, and to my surprise, you all started back during the recast of The Walking Dead. And for this, I will say thank you. In a moment where I'm trying not to cry all over everyone, this recap has brought me tremendous joy and laughter. Love y'all. And P.S. Karen's beauty is beyond. Tens across the board. Keep Aww. your foot on their necks. Five heart emojis. Oh, thank you. I agree. Uh, all right, let's see the poll results. Would you let Karen babysit your kids? Yes. No. Would you let Karen babysit your Carol, kids? Carol. Oh, okay. <laughs> I made a mistake, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Would you let Carol babysit your kids? Yes, no, or look at the flowers? Karen? Yes. Yes, you would. 52% say yes, 28% say no, 21% say look at the flowers. Because, uh, you know, she killed that kid that one time. Mm hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. You can't be out here eating your sister now. Forty. That's true. Forty-one percent say yes. Thirty-six percent say no. Twenty-three percent say look at the flowers on uh, Spotify. Uh, Let's check the um, the Q and A. We want justice. Deliver Sebastian now. That was a Q and (laughs) A. Facts. We need that zombie justice. Says Creasy. Uh, Magnificent Breeze says, hiding her son like Drake had me cracking up in Walmart. Thank you. 
Thank you. June, that was off the top of the dome. I didn't write that down. <laughs> June said, we are the survivors, definitely. Uh, Ash Quash says, uh, I'm so glad these are back. I've never seen a single episode, but I've listened to every review. Laugh my ass off. Y'all are my version of sitting by the radio for a weekly story. Wow. Oh, thank you. Can't believe there's more. There's so many of y'all. That's mm, crazy. They do it for this and particularly Game of Thrones. There's people they go, I don't watch nothing but the Game of Thrones, but y'all recap it. So when I'm back in the office and shit and they get to talking about it, I, I know who the characters are. I can jump in and fill them in. Uh, let's see. L. Belange says, "So happy you two are back at this. Sebastian is one of the characters I hated the most throughout the series. When Milton said the all the men in the family would like him, like yeah, obviously get out. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is, I wonder where Sebastian would be if we did like a ranking near the end of just like who were the worst, like most annoying bad guys." He's got to be up there, man. Most annoying? Yeah, yeah, I think the mayor of Hilltop, the original one, I think his name was Greg. The one that Maggie killed? He yes. was up there, too. God damn, he was the worst. Yes, he was. Uh, But, you know, yeah, that's... Oh, Angela. Yeah. What the fuck was Angela doing when she fucking betrayed everybody for the governor? For some governor dick, girl? If you don't get out of here... Anyway. uh, Next episode... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it made me mad all over again. Right? I was like, what the hell? Angela was out here, threw Michonne, threw Michonne under the bus. Yes, she did. After Michonne saved that woman's life, she just threw her under the goddamn bus. Boy, I swear to God. She was the original white feminist. Angela. <laughs> uh, the next episode was 2770 Bobert's Beetlejuice and Booty Juice. Um, ah! <laughs> we had some comments. Jay Full says, a simple pleasure in my life is pulling into my parking garage right as the sword ratchet and the sound effect comes on. Y'all be holding a nigga down in this L.A. traffic. I hear it's bad out there, so mm-hmm. if you're going to be stuck, might as well be stuck with us. I clear as well. Ernest says, uh, I don't know why there's any question. This Jonathan Majors footage is the most authentic conflict resolution since the beginning of Mr. T's Treat Your Mother Right video. <laughs> Uh, Ramsey D. Jenkins says five stars for the episode and 25% on Tyler Perry fucking with black people segment. I co-signed with Rod about black women knowing what to do and how to love black men. As a black woman, I have to be, I've been taught many things about relationships and love for many years. At some point, I had to unlearn many things about marriage and relationships that I was taught, especially the part about staying and working it out when that work comes from one person instead of the couple. Mr. Perry was asked a question and he answered it. Let YouTube tell him Mr. Perry gaslit all the black women in America. Yeah, I think that that's the thing for me is I'm, I don't know why these people keep asking these questions because the talk don't even be about that shit. Mm-mm. And you just, Mm-mm. and you, these aren't experts. These are just people. Mm-hmm. And you're asking them questions that have very loaded consequences. Mm-hmm would just like racialize like what do black women need to do you're you're not even talking to a black woman and you're asking what do they need to do right as if they need to do something or they haven't figured something out but then the other part part of it i thought about was i just want to get famous enough so when they ask me the question i can be the first and only ever black man to be like i don't know i think they're doing pretty good 
Like I just need to be that famous. You be so boring. I'll quit. I'll like they'll stop asking you after a while. I can quit and stop being famous the second I. I just want to show it's possible. Cause no, right now I haven't seen anybody just say to the question like, "Yeah, I don't know. It seems like that's not my business." So uh, you know, like they got it handled. Yeah, like I I don't know. Black women seem to have their shit together. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like uh, what would happen with the world? With the fucking the host of the program their head would just explode in Possibly. front of everybody with the would they cut the commercial like this is off the air we <laughs> you gotta go to, we have a technical difficulty <laughs> yes with all the colors on the screen he was supposed to say some shit that made everybody mad and he didn't what would happen uh apia says lauren b is absolutely the worst and normally this behavior would be reason enough to resign but as you said it's only a numbers game now interesting to see that also men will overlook a terrible character for hotness not and not only for one night stand she looks hot i give her that uh maybe what drew did was good after all by accident other hosts follow her lead now yeah i agree with all that stuff and i think what's interesting is uh, i was listening to what's the t and nick Jew was going in saying like she actually is ugly but i also feel like we're saying there's a thing that liberal people do where like we don't comment on people's bodies and call them ugly and shit if we like them or we or they're a good person or whatever we we think that's wrong and mean but when we don't like somebody it's like jason we like you can call him fat because he says reprehensible shit so he's fat someone that you like that's the same size as jason we're like you're not gonna say that shit right and i think there's an effort to call like lauren barbert unattractive and it becomes this thing of um to me it becomes this thing where it's a weird kind of like gaslighting almost like well y'all know that that person's conventionally attractive it doesn't matter if it's like your type or not or whatever you know america you know how the fuck they get down they think that woman's hot period they thought sarah palin was hot they think you know like this is what the fuck they think this person's hot maybe even if they're just hot for work or whatever but i don't want to like take it away because i think it's part of the equation of of what allows a person like this to move through society the way they move yeah so She acting like it. this ugly bitch somehow is just that it's like no if she was ugly it would have been a different response to it honestly yes, it would have been. no matter what her politics are if people found her unattractive it would have been a completely different discussion about what happened in that theater and about her even her rise to success now we can argue and discuss what makes people think someone's conventionally attractive and shit all day you know that's all kinds of white supremacy and all kinds mm-hmm. of like shit in patriarchy and stuff embedded in that but no, people think she's attractive. I'm not going to sit up here and lie about it. Um, so, yeah, just because she's a terrible person doesn't, like, I, you know, it doesn't change anything for me. It's, and it's not like her being attractive to all these people makes me go, well, shit, I don't have a problem with her politics. Like, she's still a piece of shit. Yes, you can is. be a hot piece of shit to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you can. And she is what white people consider hot. I'm, that's just what it is. Yeah, their standard of hot. It's a long legacy of white people think that's an attractive type of woman. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Melania Trump. Terrible piece person was in fucking Playboy because people want to jack off to her. Still terrible. Yes, she is. You know? Anyway, Abia says, I come from a working class family and the concept of a housewife with a provider provider husband was unknown to me until i was maybe nine or ten women in poland all work jobs my grandmother's always worked outside the house 
I could not work and be kept be a kept wife. That's for sure. It's not in my program. So I never look for a provider. I'm a stress, um, stressed but financially independent woman. Yeah, I hear you. You know, it ain't for everybody. No, it's not, and I don't think I would want that either. Because, like you said, it's it's something where I was kind of raised to work. So for me, I don't think I would want to be at the house all the time. Like the way my mind ticks, that would drive me me up the wall. I I couldn't take that. I I need to be doing some job, something. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I just I think. Yeah, I think that's just up to different people. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever's up. Well, that's people, another thing. Like, whatever your relationship is, cool. And you know yourself. So if you couldn't handle that, you couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. I think the problem comes when we start vilifying other people for their choices. Like, oh, you just want to be a housewife? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Oh, you want to? You don't want to be taken care of? What's wrong with that? Like, it's it, to me, I get it. Also, yeah. like, that housewife shit is work, too. And yes, yes, it is. If you're a trophy wife to some motherfucker, that's work. You got to... Like, it's always, it's work for every relationship. Yeah, and, and what's so funny is when you talk to a lot of people, everybody wants to say equality, women's equality. Well, that is, that choice of being a mom or not, being a stay-at-home wife or not, going into the workforce or not, all that falls in that. But you let people tell it. Everybody want to judge everybody else for their own personal choices. But then that's not equality then. You're actually trapped in the matrix but pretending like you're giving everybody the choice of freedom when you're actually not. My thing is, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, cool. If you want to be a trophy wife, cool. You know, if you want to be in these streets, cool. Like, like all that is the is all these options and these freedoms or choices that, that are actually on the menu just because it is in your cup of tea does not mean you have the the right particularly with the republican party to strip and take that option away from other people because it's not something that you personally would choose to do yeah that's what freedom is uh evie says why when i was watching that jonathan majors video did i immediately think about michael jackson breaking up that gang fight and beat it I'm surprised they didn't all break out into dance afterwards. I'm not surprised that Tyler Perry's promoting struggle love because that's what he has in his movies. I can't remember a movie of his where a highly successful woman ends up dating a man on her level career-wise. It always seems he has, she has to be humble and then see the good in a blue-collar guy. I literally remember a movie where Taraji P. Henson, where she ended up marrying a homeless dude. <laughs> Maybe Tyler Perry doesn't think black women deserve better, but that sounds like his own issues to work out, not ours. Yeah, that, and at the end of the day, he was asked. And I think Pete, you can't gloss around. He didn't come out and be like, tap the mic and was like, do, 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 do. Hey, y'all, this is what I want to say. Right. He was asked. <laughs> as soon as I posted this, she replied, I had more thoughts on what Tyler Perry said. I actually do think, at least in his mind, he's coming from a good place. But like the podcast in the Manosphere, what he's saying isn't much different because he places the onus on black women when we are always the ones who date men who make less. What I like to hear is what are his ideas on what he considers a good man. Is he taking care of the home and the kids while his wife is working? What is the man bringing to the table besides love? Love and support is all well and good, but you can't always also, you can't also make significantly less and still have a head of household mentality. You have to bring something to the table that's just as valuable. Yeah, and this is the trick bag of the question. 
This is the trick bag of the question. It's a loaded ass question that actually requires nuance, that actually requires more than a clip, that actually requires a whole lot more shit. And you go down all these rabbit holes. People come with their own um, insecurities and they project them. This is the trick bag because the thing is, to be valid, I do agree. Why did you ask him about a woman? He's a man. Ask him, well, what do you think a man should do? But they never ask a man that. They, I mean, they never ask them those questions. It's always, what can the woman do, particularly in, in straight relationships? So it is a loaded-ass question that takes you down. It's the Facebook meme. And it's really fucked up that, you know, people ask them these questions. And I'm like, Roger, what happened if somebody said they're doing good? It was fucking... It would be the end of the interview because you know what? He probably said all types of delightful shit, but this is the shit that actually went viral. Think about this. We've done 20, almost 2,800 episodes of this show. Some of y'all have listened to almost every single one of them. We've had all kinds of guests from all kinds of places. Some of them even being relationship experts, some of them comedians, whatever. Have we ever even once ask somebody what do black women need to do to we have not we have not and that's why i think maybe we're looking at this differently than the response of like "Ooh, tyler perry what a bad person why the fuck are you asking him that right i look at the interviewer as being bad i don't look at him as being bad i look at that as just a very salacious how can we get some clicks and people do this shit all the time we don't have relationship experts on the show we don't have the tell us what the men and the women need to do people on our show we don't i don't like that shit Mm -mm. i don't consume that content and because of the atmosphere with it being like manosphere shit and all this stuff people have been on edge to fight about it right i also don't think what tyler perry said was even that uh, uncommon or controversial in that way um it's it's just it's something people don't think about and they just say the shit Mm -hmm. and if you sat down and like had a follow-up question or interrogated their answer then you might get something new but no they leave it at the service level the clip goes viral that interview is now you know known or whatever they get the clicks and the attention but it's to me just a lazy question and a and a lazy answer to a lazy question that he probably wasn't prepared for. He probably wasn't even think about that shit. Right. It just seems stupid and a waste of fucking time. And it's just one person's fucking opinion. He has no effect on the rest of us. Like even with his movies and shit, we don't watch his movies like. And that's what I'm gonna do with my life. No. I'm gonna start wearing a wig and popping caps in people. No, we we look at the shit as entertainment. We move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. And it's also like this weird black thing. Because the reason I bring up the race part, I don't remember so much of this happening around white, like, directors and movie makers and entertainers. They're not asked to be, like, leaders or, you know, the the saviors of the people that watch their films. Like, we don't watch... Like, we don't see Terminator 2 and go, James Cameron, what do you think we need to do about gun violence in America? We just go, he's making a fucking movie that, right. that has nothing to do with anything. And people like it and they go see it. And that's his job. Is to, that's His only job is to make a movie that people will go see. So, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I, I just found the question to be so, I don't know, such a setup that it feels, I'm, I'm not so mad at him as mm-hmm. much as I'm like, God, it fucks with me that every time we uh, you know we 
all too often, not every time. It fucks with me that all too often this happens in these black spaces where it's like, how are we going to fix black women? Nothing's wrong with them. The fuck? Anyway. Um, so then, um, the, oh, and in, and in all fairness to the person asking the question, let me, and the, and the audience, let me be fair to that. Uh, there are black women that do have those questions and those hangups and that feel like something must be wrong with me. I would like a relationship with a certain type of person and it's not happening. And, and, it, and, and I've had friends that they get into that part of their life or that phase or that their thinking is like that. And they've asked me shit like that. And I'm, I don't want to sound like I don't care, but I think, and I've had people kind of feel, act like I don't care or something. And I'm like, it's not that I don't care. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Right. You know, I think you're beautiful. I think you're smart. I think you're, uh, you work hard. I think you did all this shit. It's just there's no guarantee that a, a man of any kind comes along with any of this shit. This life is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that would be like, you know, I feel it feels weird when you just say, like, you got lucky. Well, nigga, that's what it is. Because if I'm not saying I got lucky, then I'm telling you that you're fucking up and you're not. Right. Everything. I could have done everything the same in my life and and just uh, it didn't work right. Something happened and then boom. I, I'm not with Karen. I'm I'm not I'm not with anybody or something. You don't fucking know. You don't know. Even the people you think are happy that are with somebody, you don't fucking know no, the quality don't. of their lives, the qualities of their marriage. You don't know. You don't know what the fuck they get around to in secret. None of us know shit. So you just have to try to be the best person you can and move forward in that way because there's no advice that's gonna be a magical fix nope and that's what people are looking for and uh, it ain't that simple and if you want a magical fix you're gonna get an answer like tyler perry's answer because it's the closest one to the truth which is well just go fuck anybody go go just go be with somebody uh, they they it don't matter what go be with somebody that just you 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 would never fucking think about being with because at least you'll be with somebody but don't nobody want to hear that shit right everybody get mad when you say that so that's that's what happens in these conversations and i think it's fucking stupid just black women seem to be doing the best they can they fucking educated they got money and now we want to turn that into a negative what you ain't got educated and got money well what the fuck i'm supposed to do sit around waiting like nigga come on Mm -mm. uh all right on uh youtube uh home i create heart emoji carrie moon one says on the tiktoker them looking like the Dose de Liche stack in particular. Oh, that the pancakes. Okay. From experience, I've had, I also did a little ditty when I ordered them. My God, they must be putting crack in them because they are delicious. <laughs> Don't even require syrup. No joke. They will make you start dancing. I probably lose a leg to diabetes though. So let my shimmy on, a, <laughs> let me shimmy on away with my Krispy Kremes I just bought this morning. <laughs> I had some ice cream yesterday, and I started dancing. I was like, "Oh shit!" Is the is a me is a mean lady looking at me in the background? I, cause it's just something I do. The ice cream was fucking delicious. Here's the thing, guys: the person's not shaking her head because the woman was dancing over pancakes. She's shaking her head because she sat there, watched that woman set up the tripod to record <laughs> herself dancing while shake so nice try everybody no it's not the same <laughs> it's not it's not and i'm not even saying that person's right or wrong i'm right. just saying what they're shaking their head at is not 
oh, she's enjoying pancakes. Fuck that bitch. No, she's like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> like, really? Really? Uh, so that's what happened. Anyway, good luck to everybody. I, I wouldn't have. I, I would have asked to not be in the video, okay? I would have said, can you just blur my face out? Because uh, I, I was I was wondering what the fuck you was over there doing, okay? And there's, everyone's <laughs> going to pick on me. Don't dox me, sis. I'm not your hater. Mm-mm. Um, I was just confused by the camera. That's all. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to the poll, which is, did Jonathan Majors really stumble upon that fight? Yes, it's all real. Or no, this is a PR stunt. Karen? Uh, more and more I think about it, uh, I think I'm going to change my mind. Uh, uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, I've got new information. I think it might be a PR stunt. Swell. 80% of the audience agrees that it's a PR stunt, and it's the same on both. 80% think it's PR. 20% think it's real. I think it's a PR stunt. I'm sorry, y'all. I wish I could I wish I could. The timing is him. too good. But the fact that it didn't go viral anywhere else is wild. Think All about them that. Cameras, there was no You're, different angles. Everybody was recording these two girls fight, right? And kids would they recording it to post it. Yeah, it had been all across TikTok everywhere. And Jonathan Major showed up and broke up your friends fighting. And no one went, I got to put this on social media. The first and only time we saw it was TMZ where everybody's faces blurred out. I don't know, dog. Are, are we sure these aren't people trying to make a little check because the actors give strike? I don't know, dog. I don't know about this one, dog. I'm sorry. And it also has no bearing on whether or not that, that case is real. So It sure does it. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a wild one to me. Because we can't... know. Because, child, y'all know when that, boat would, when, 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 when that boat incident happened, we had 45 different versions of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Q&A was, you know what? Fuck this happy ass lady. I'm tired of acting like I'd be the bigger person. Stop being weird. Ah! King Entropy says she's giving me that close talk, Drew. That one that we all root for. Rod, uh, we all. How many mice you got in your pockets, my guy? Nigga, she didn't get motherfucking famous as Drew Barrymore because we don't root for her. That's how that's not how this works. Mm-mm. Okay. So, okay, you don't root for her. Well, you're the weirdo. Not us. Weirdo. Uh, Katie says, <laughs> like, oh, people like salt and gray grits? Like, yes, nigga. <laughs> Every restaurant got it that way. Yeah, uh, that's why I like I like a lot. I'm still room for her. No every, matter what y'all say. She got a TV show because we root for her. Yeah, it's not like adorable. she did anything in this space before that should qualify her to have a TV show Mm-mm. talking about anything. We as a, as a fucking nation, as a world, as a whatever, entertainment consumers people just want to root for her Mm -hmm. that's how everybody gets their fucking tv show you either very mean and everybody just wants to watch you be mean to people or a daytime tv of course or everybody's rooting for you that's it yeah that's why when uh uh people somebody said something about her what is it frolic frolicking frolicking Everybody was like, uh, bitch, if you don't get out of here. Right. <laughs> like they yeah. turned quickly on that person. People have tried to come from Drew Barrymore before, and it don't work. Mm-hmm. This is the first time it's worked. Mm-hmm. It was her own goal. She didn't have to do it, but but still. I'm still rooting for her. Kaden says, wow, Tyler Perry really said he's a good man, Savannah. Mm-mm-mm. Also, fuck that happy-ass lady for hating on a normal person in the restaurant. Online performativity is fucking us up. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know why she couldn't have blurred her face out. 
because it was once she started trying to attack the woman that's the problem that i thought was stupid i was like yeah. well it would have been fine even if you didn't blur her face out people would at least be like oh look at that woman hating on you and just laughed about it but once you start turning into like she's doing something to you we need to go get her and then when a black guy disagrees with you it's you know these people are own slaves like what is wrong with you <laughs> oh this took a left turn um Raphael says respect to the brother Kang man a piece with the ability to pop up whenever there's a fight oh Kang <laughs> brother Terrence Howard gave him the math and I just love to see it Cornell West take note and head to Ukraine oh no I love the memes of people putting Jonathan Majors in other people's pictures and stuff oh, I ain't seen um, that that's good yeah that's some good ones uh like one was these two women on Twitter I saw where they were fighting over who looked the best and then someone quote tweeted it with Jonathan Majors in that breaking up that fight and said, y'all stop. Both of y'all ugly. Calm down. Oh, no. I was like, damn, that's me. <laughs> but one of them was Lauren Brobert. So don't say shit to me, y'all. Okay. <laughs> it's okay to call her ugly. <laughs> she is a terrible person. Though. <laughs> She's a uh, horrible person. I'll never correct you if, you know, I get it. Um, Carly says, live and let live. She likes it. I love it. As long as ain't no one getting hurt. Uh, the real rub with for me with Drew says Quee, uh is she's fourth gen Hollywood or something like that. The Barrymore's our institution, Hollywood royalty. Her ass knew better. She definitely knew better, and I think, um, yeah, she been around long enough to know she was wrong. I think that's why she was crying in that video because she knew she was fucking wrong, and she thought the white woman tears was gonna change everybody's mind. It didn't because that's not how the internet works at all. No, it's, it is not. Once you start crying, motherfuckers are like cry more more tears so it's working uh sandy says tyler stays making struggle love movies i've never heard of how a white woman should settle for less than she wants get the fuck out of here because ain't nobody asking white people that shit that's the thing nobody and ain't asking nobody ever them. asked the question that started with what do white women need to do that's why I'm, anyway that's what I'm makes just, me mad about the question all together yeah. i feel like everybody got tricked I right feel like that's the trick bag everybody mad at tyler because they got tricked Cause they they're like, oh yeah, what the fuck? Like, why are you asking him this? Right, he didn't come on here for this. Ask him what it's like writing twenty two episodes of a show by yourself, and how it can't be no writer strike if you don't use WGA label. That's that's what y'all should be asking him. Shanna says regarding Jonathan Majors, when I first heard it, I assumed it was old footage from when he was high, a high school student. So I was absolutely shook when I saw him in his page with Cat playing Peacekeeper uh carrie says i feel like i should know what you're referencing but i don't never let some co-sign and stop being weird well i guess you missed the episode it was on this episode of the show <laughs> hmm. all right uh let's go to the next one uh, actually let's play music here so i know where to uh where to put Do your commercials. next episode is uh articulate um we had seven comments 
uh apia says when terrible politicians come to power i once asked myself if it makes me feel any better to know that i have as an upper middle class person who is in the opposite sex marriage and works for a big farmer and has a german passport will not be affected a lot at least at first at least the answer is no not at all when others suffer it's still very bad i can't feel good knowing other people's lives will get worse so either i'm a decent person or generally answers or both i think it's both and Wangangi says, ain't nobody free till we all get free. At least you want to be on the anti-suffering side. Uh, that is not a, and then there's a yellow fist for emoji. He said, that's not a Simpsons fist. That fist was black when I posted it. Well, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> Jan says, uh, I mean, sorry, Bamil says, Jan Winner, who is the person uh, that runs Roller Stone that did that, that had those horrible racist uh, mm-hmm. points of view. Uh, would never play Ski Yee for the kids. In all fairness, though, he also never played To Pimp a Butterfly, Songs of the Kid Life, <laughs> Electric Lady, Folklore, or Renaissance for the kids, especially not Renaissance because that's a woman and a black. Double in articulation. <laughs> also, you're right, Rod. The message was for a long time that rock and roll was for whites. I used to think something was wrong with me because I loved all the hair metal until I saw In Living Color when I was pushing weight back in 88. Disclaimer, I was never actually pushing weight. Uh, <laughs> they made me realize that there was more to this rock shit than white boys with long hair led me to a world that contained Jimi Hendrix and Bad Brains. Uh, what's even more ironic is that he named his magazine Rolling Stone at the band that modeled their whole music musical legacy off of southern blues and by southern i mean black the whole foundation of american popular music is black but you know niggas don't speak good fuck jan winner as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew um yep ev says it's crazy jan winner can't think of a single black master rock even though black people were the foundation of rock Rock music was copied by whites and packaged to a white audience to make the white music more palatable. The same as country music. I think that's why so many black people gatekeep rap and are resentful of white rappers, even talented ones like Eminem. Jan was so comfortable in his racism, he told on his damn self. Exactly. And the Eminem thing is kind of like the Lauren Bobert thing to me, right? Where it's like, I understand the motivations for one to detract from this person because you want to be protective of black, blah, blah, blah. But I also feel like you gaslighting me by saying this nigga was whack and nobody ever liked his music. Right. So I had to come through and be like, eh, calm down on that. But I also do understand the impulse to gatekeep, right? Um, and I think we've had this shit happen so many times in so many areas where the white man's ice just gets to be colder. And certain niggas will fall in line with that and believe it too, mm-hmm. which makes it even more angering. Um, but yeah, I think uh white people often can't they don't do any interrogation of work on what white supremacy is right. they're not reading those books they're not listening to those people they're they're not around those people and so i his comments felt so ignorant but so authoritative that all i could think was he's not around anybody who will even question this his his right. life has been so charmed and empowered that he's he couldn't stop for a second consider damn am i isn't that racist that no it can't be racist if i thought it no there's just not seven right of, of the seven people i want to talk to who are masters of rock and roll zero of them could be black how could steve wonder ever articulate what 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 music is for him I, i'm on a board of the rock and roll hall of fame right how can how can the many 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 black folks who've been in 
how can any of them possibly be masters of the craft? Right. That's why you have to go. You cannot be on the board where every year we look at thousands of applicants from all around the world and determine who's on here from all types of genre of music. You can't be on our board, sir. E.V. goes on to say that teacher didn't teach those kids that song, that Ski Yee song. No, she she did not. They already knew it. My brother is an elementary school teacher, and he said the kids know all the lyrics to the Sexy Red song. There were little girls singing My Coochie Pink, My Booty Hole Brown, even the little white girls. That song was all over TikTok this summer. These parents just aren't monitoring what their kids are watching on the internet and want to blame the teachers for using creative ways to teach their children. Correct. Wangangi says, uh... Are the membership details or other sidebar options super new? I hate to think I've not been noticing them. Look at membership details. Seven years. Also, shout out to y'all. I ain't never had a job for had, I ain't never had a job for seven years. Um, so uh, that's interesting. You noticed that I did some stuff on the site because it updated WordPress, and for some reason, it made some of the sidebar widgets. Uh, this is such nerd shit, but it made it uh inactive and i just reactivated them it used to always be on there mm-hmm. and then we used to also have like friends of the show and shit but i looked at that list and deleted it because i'd say a good 75 to 90 percent of those people don't even do podcasts anymore they don't as much as i love those folks mm-hmm. they look we've been in the game for a long time for uh, in a lot of ways than you know we gonna miss three of negroes and the beer and chicken podcast and shit mm-hmm. but they don't do shows no more mm-hmm. so um yeah and i haven't really took the time to go through and update and all that stuff it has been a lot of work but but to eve's thing about the teacher that's also the poll um actually you know what? let me check the youtube comments just in case let me see okay uh fall says i really hope i can ask to know where this intro bit comes from i always imagine some pirate clad folks circling each other trying to stab until one of them successfully gets better one another you're talking about the sword rat- ratchetness ah! sound effect and i'll tell you where it comes from i just looked up sword fight on spotify no. sword fight to the death by stanley r fields is the name of it and it's 24 seconds long that's where it comes from not sure if it's ever been used anywhere else uh s carter says uh she simply did a call and response. The kids don't have to know the song, says. Uh, so now we got ki- all the kids do know the song, but that's the parents' fault. Now we got kids might not even know the song. She just did call and response, and they just said ski ye. You know? It might, might be a percentage of kids. It might not. They, they just, hey, this is what's cool. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but majority of them kids already knew the song. So here's what I got to say about this, Okay. Because I think maybe my opinion might be a little off the beaten path. I hear what y'all saying about the kids know the song. I really do. But it is a little weird. Can it be a little both? Can it be a little both? It's a bunch of songs kids know the words to that you could use in that call and response. Mm-hmm. And it's like people, like I know people say, we knew the NWA lyrics. Yes, we did. But the teacher never was in my class like, pay attention to everybody. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. You know, like we... <laughs> that, that, like, that's not going to happen. Like well, At least years ago, it wouldn't happen. It's a Facebook meme. Mm-hmm. It, like, yes, it is a Facebook meme. A, a totally reasonable person could feel a bit uncomfortable with a teacher doing that. And also, you could feel like, eh, it's just life is not that big a deal. I'm kind of on both sides of this one. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Also, it is kind of weird that you did that and posted it to Twitter. It is... 
or if you hadn't posted TikTok. it online, you'd have been just fine. It's been y'all routine, and yeah. everybody would have moved on. Well, once you post it online, it's like you're asking people to have an opinion. Yes, like, you are. You put that shit out there, little kids singing along to it. It, and like I said, I'm not even a uptight person like that. I'm not like us. You corrupted the kids. She shouldn't be teaching. I'm just like I get why some people are uncomfortable knowing that a teacher did that. You know, it it, it would have been wet ass pussy if it would have, you know, the type of artist Sexy Red is. I can see why. And if it appeals to kids, that's cool. But you don't have to co-sign it as a teacher. A lot of shit appeals to kids that teachers aren't supposed to like culturally co-sign and be like the cool teacher, you know. Uh, But also, I think there's a what happens when teaching has become a less uh, storied um, type of profession. Mm-hmm. We don't pay them and we don't respect them. So the people that are working it got to find the fun in their own. Like, I don't, I, I think there's a lot less reverence for teachers and a lot less reverence for the job when I have to pay for my own fucking supplies. Yeah. <sighs> Hello. <clears throat> and also, I said this before, this, this is what happened. And not not this particular person. This is what happened when you lower the standards, lower the qualifications. You actually run the people off this, like, I'm actually here. This is my craft. This is what I love to do. Old teachers are retiring. Yes, they are, particularly during the pandemic, yeah. particularly working from home. They was like, bitch, my job was not to work from home. I didn't sign up for and this. I don't blame any parent that didn't know this kind of shit was happening in the classroom. Because I damn sure didn't. And I'm not even going to pretend like, oh, yeah, man, I'm so cool. I know all the shit. I don't know Mm-mm. like and, and it's like like i said uh it's interesting everyone's response to it because it's just a rorschach test of what did you what about it triggered you i saw the people that were mad at like she talked them kids the lyrics i don't know if she did or not the kids already know the lyrics your parents are terrible i don't know if that's true or not i like you said could have got it off of tiktok those kids look kind of young. Maybe they are on TikTok and parents give them all phones and shit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very removed from the child game. Me too. So, but I do think it's 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 a Facebook meme. It's just a something to argue about. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, let's argue about it. The poll teacher using sexy red lyrics in class seems okay to me. She was wrong, or how did the kids know it? <laughs> Mine is number three. Uh, 42% of people agree with you. 42% of people think it's okay. And then 17% think she was wrong for it. Uh, when it comes to <clears throat> uh, Spotify, 49% of people think it's okay. 16% think she was wrong. So that's about the same no matter what. And 35% going to know, how did the kids know it? Well, I guess, you know, you answered my question, Spotify. So thank you. Um, the Q&A was... Um, if you see if you see me and you trying to say what's up, ski ye. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roger says my fifth grade teacher did the same thing with DMX party up. See, I I I was I was out of school by then I guess, but also like I wasn't in that grade. But right, that would be weird to me. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Have you ever heard the lyrics to party up? Am I the only right. one? Right. That- Have y'all ever heard the lyrics, my nigga? That would, you know what? Honestly, that would make a great fucking sketch. Is a teacher trying to do the party up lyrics, and they just out that hard ass beat. Well, I want just because you know the call and response is just the y'all gonna make me lose my cool up in here, up in here, and that's when they stop. And then they'd be like, "Oh, everybody, get your pencils together." But it would be funny as hell if one kid was like, 
you know. And if I got to bring it to your cowards, then it's gonna be quick. Oh, you know this been in jail before? Suck my dick. And all the mother catch you run with you done with. Done quick. You're like, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, uh, no, 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 no. You're not no, supposed to do that no, part just uh, to call a yeah, response. We, yeah, we we're not doing the whole song. Right. They come up with their own box with the beat and shit. And all the other dumb shit, ain't that some shit? I'm like, calm down, little boy. <laughs> Why are you so angry? Why are you mad? Y'all niggas remind me of the strip club, because every time you come around, it's like, what? I want to get my dicks up. It's I'm like, like uh, 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 look here. Why, why you sound like a grown man, A, and then B, what do you know about strip club? What happened to the wheels on the bus? <laughs> yeah, what happened, what happened to, the, to the magic school bus? I hate to sound old, but what happened to the wheels on the bus? <laughs> what happened to roll, roll, roll your boat? They go round and round last time I checked, but you know what? Shit, them shit, them bitches might do more than go round and round nowadays. Y'all teach, teachers play too much. You don't put it on TikTok. Don't play with these. Okay, I'm just saying we we already got teacher shortage, and that's what's happening. They like listen. It's I know y'all need to fill like another sixteen thousand jobs. I can say whatever the fuck I want. What you gonna do? Fire me you now? Fire you got me? one less teacher? No, not now. These kids ain't got no teacher. No, we going to Pound Town. <laughs> in Miss in Miss Jones class, we go to Pound Town, bitch. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, Miss Barbara ain't got no lunch break now because she got to cover my my shift. Y'all worried? Y'all need to be worried about coming to school board means burning books. Right? Well, you can't burn sexy red lyrics. Ah! Uh, ski yee says shouty nuts ski yee says magnificent breeze i don't know why people tripping it's not the teacher saying face down ass up on my neck my back to the kids yet that might be another video <laughs> everybody pay attention my neck my back my pussy and my crack okay oh, now no! listen let's the test is coming up has everyone studied i got your attention uh, Ski Yee says Nicole. Ski Yee says Carrie says, as for the poll, as long as my kids aren't telling me what color that booty hole is, we're good. <laughs> I, have word, I have news for y'all. If the kids know the word to Ski Yee, you think they don't know her even more popular hit? Come on now. What's Come the on. more popular hit? Pound Town, Karen. Oh, shit. How, how are you? What? <laughs> it hasn't been this bad since Young Thug. I Lifetime. Why I can't remember that shit she only has two <laughs> things to remember about her and i that shit go in one hand out the fucking other you go we gonna go through this next week you gonna bring up again i'm gonna go who i promise you teach k fifth art and so is i see all the students in the school trust me they know the song as young as second grade says your tune day i believe y'all that they know the song i just think like your tune day are you using this in your classroom probably not is mm-hmm. my guess mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying it's not even a i think what's happening is people get so fucking riled up to where they're like 10 out of 10 mad either way i'm not mad about it i'm just like oh yeah that's weird that's that was exactly how i saw the video say oh yeah that's weird that. they're gonna fight about that one that's what i thought i'm not gonna fight with them but they're gonna fight about that one because i can see how it's somewhat inappropriate but also not that inappropriate <laughs> it's like right in the middle all right last episode was Oh, and on this episode, I forgot, Articulate. I read Living Color's um, statement about Jan Winter and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Corey and, and, and uh, Ver, um, fuck, Vernon. Ooh, I almost said Vincent. Damn, I almost tanked that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of correcting information live on the show, um, but you know they listen to the show, mm-hmm. so uh, they're gonna be on the show tomorrow, ten a.m. Yay! 
Yeah, it's been a while since we caught up with them. Right? It's always following them that on the IG and Twitter. And I see them out doing shows and stuff. And this thing is lit a fire under them. They are like talking. And I, I was like, we got something to say. Like I said, I know enough to know when I don't know everything right i'm offended but i'm offended on a general black level i've I've been seeing vernon like get into the motherfucking trenches of like and that's just like when moms mabley started the rap revolution i'm like how what what happened now i know (laughs) teach us so yeah i can't wait to talk to them tomorrow it's gonna be so fun yay last episode was eat the rich walking dead recap eve left the one comment it says another great recap i realized after listening to this i've forgotten so much and it's like watching a brand new show all over again because of your added perspective keep it up i'm here until the end thank Yay, you thank you and i don't know if we got any comments on youtube on it oh we did uh turk says oh my god they did a literal eat the rich storyline mm-hmm I really hate The Walking Dead had to end. It was so good under Miss Kane. Agreed. Corinna mm-hmm. says, it's fun to be back on this ride again. Thank you. Thank you. And let's see. The poll was, would you stay in the Commonwealth? Yes. Or no, I'd go back home because our people have been offered the, they can go back to Alexandria. Karen? This would be hard. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I think I'm with Zeke. We got uh, uh, Medicare for all. well you know what's interesting you're in the minority only 20 percent of the people on spotify and 15 percent of people on our website said they would stay in the commonwealth 85 percent would go back home and 80 percent would go back home wow Mm. i would stay me too i I just feel like the things they've been through in alexandria this is easy street they're on easy street sorry all right (laughs) <laughs> Q&A the reality Because I know how to defend myself Q&A the reality is that the poor stay poor So the rich can do whatever the hell they want The game is rigged Ignacio says dead ass say words son But on God I wouldn't mind being rich Chrissy says regarding the poll They got ice cream in that bitch Yes I'm staying Lee says quite depressing Miss Barnes says bars And Carrie says flex bomb Drop a bomb on this one That's a bar son <laughs> Alright Let's go to the voicemail line behind the scenes every time i open skype i open it in the morning when we start the show to check (laughs) to check if like we have voicemails Mm -hmm. then i close it so that we don't get any calls or noise during the show right because you can't mute it no more for some fucking reason when i open it again to check the the play the voicemails for y'all almost every time it's like uh we need to do an update like why didn't you update the first time it's only been like an hour since then. Anyway, let's go. You could have been so beautiful, Skype. You could you could have been so you was like twenty five years ahead of the game and just mm, just somebody bought you and they was like, We not gonna invest and that was a fucking rap. Sorry. Let's go to the voicemail line, seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six. Two from Miss Barnes. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Miss Barnes. I hope y'all are doing well this afternoon. So I just, again, have to say thank you so much for the live show. I had so much fun. 
already know that I'm going to get cut off. She's going to go ahead and cut me off, but that's fine. But I had so much fun at the show. Um, won a prize again. I was excited about that. Um, can't wait to brew, um, brew up my Afro coffee, my <laughs> Afro grind coffee. Let me get it right. But it was just wonderful. I got to meet your parents again. Your parents are just beautiful. They're just so youthful and beautiful and wonderful and they're funny. And I got to meet Jackie. I also got to meet Tanya. Fun fact about Tanya, she sent me an Instagram message back in July saying that the live show tickets were on sale. I was on my way to GalaxyCon in Raleigh. I had to pull off on the side of the road, some some real random spot in Chapel Hill, like, and the internet may or may not be working. I don't know. But either way, I got my tickets. Thanks, Tanya. I appreciate you. <laughs> but overall, I just had such a wonderful time, and it was so cool meeting everybody. Oh. And, yes, I will always make effort to come to Charlotte. It was a great time. I got to drink at their beer garden way too much. And overall, it was just so much fun. I definitely would do it again. Again, thank you so much. And I did, I almost forgot to mention, Karen looked so stunning. She was so beautiful. She let the hair down. She had her makeup done. She just looked, she's always been beautiful, but she was just more beautiful (laughs) that Saturday. And it, it was just a great time. I had so much fun. Take care. Bye-bye. And she left one more voicemail. Oh, my gosh. She didn't cut me off. Okay. I was two-minute compliant. Anyway, this is Ms. Barnes again. By the way, thank you so much for bringing back the Walking Dead recaps. I absolutely was so stunned when I got the um, Crowdcast notification, and I I saw the show art, and I said, yes, caps, recaps are back. I'm so glad that you really, really, I'm glad that y'all are bringing them back. I really, truly, we just missed you and Karen's take on this final season. Excited about this thing. Definitely, I actually may need to rewatch The Walking Dead because, yeah, it's been about a year. It's been about a year, and I am very much wrapped up in a, well, I started Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen, and that's got to be set to the side because, the final, final, final episode of Attack on Titan is coming out November the 4th. They just released the dub for the oh, special chapters. I've been kind of engrossed in that. So, either way, yeah, but I'm probably going to have to rewatch The Walking Dead again. But anyway, I said all that to say thank you so much for bringing back recaps. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank and... you. Yeah. Attack uh, on Titan, bitch. Let's go. The Attack on Titan been great. It's honey. Oh, me and Roger talk about that. I said, Aaron. Aaron was like, fuck that shit. And I was like, oh, nigga, let's go. Yeah, and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is a beast. I, I, I've i been watching that lately, too. Uh, and I got caught up on the entire first season, and I'm all the way current, except for, like, you know, it takes them a couple weeks to dub it. Right. I'm, like, all the way current because that shit was f- fucking flames. It's, I might need to watch it's, that it's like, you really enjoyed it. It's up there with Demon Slayer for me. It's up there Ooh, with Demon Slayer. That's high praise. Now, you know like, I love me some Demon Slayer. Just the the, the art, the, the the action, the budget. It's it's amazing. Um, uh, But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Karen looked great. She looked beautiful. Um, and, you know, now y'all know. Hey, did you did the pictures come in? The pictures did come in. I have the pictures. They came in yesterday. Uh, I tried to upload them to Facebook, but it literally stalled out, and I left it where it was like posting, posting, you know, that that thing that's circling like it's trying to upload. 
I left it like that literally overnight. Woke up this morning. It still hadn't uploaded. I think I'm going to have to go upload each picture one by one. But I got y'all. I'm going to get to it. Oh, okay. I have I, them downloaded on my phone and stuff. But Okay. I haven't seen them. I want to see them. Yeah. I got you. All right. Let's go to the next voicemail. This one, I don't know who it's from. Hello. My name is Madonna. Also known as Snoopy Nerd. Also known as My Lady Man on X. And I had the call. I've been following y'all since the days of Twib. And what? Got me the call for the first time today. We want some dead recaps. I was so giddy when I saw them in my feed. I want you to know that I am one of the eight listeners who enjoy them and love them. And I'm so glad that they are back. And number two, shout out to Karen Taffolicos. You were looking glorious at the live. Um, but my sister and I had a chance to meet you in New York. We've been following you forever. Subscribers, Drake Mania, um, everything. And I just wish y'all continued success. Aww. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. Bye. Aww. Oh, thank you, baby. You've been hanging tough for a long time. Will? Right? Oh, my God. It sounds like she has some magical fairy music playing in the background. I don't <laughs> Her voice is so light and airy. Right. I think she said her name was Madonna. I think I had that right, but I'm gonna put you down and I'll save you there. But thank you. That thank was you. and we're glad. Listen, man, y'all are so sweet about us doing it that I'm glad we're yeah, doing it. I'm glad and I'm glad that y'all are letting us know I am the one. Shout out to all ten of y'all. Amon left three voicemails. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. This is Iman. Um, I was, uh, I'm still in the August episodes, but I think after this one, it's the fantastic Frankie episode. Um, I'll be in September, so slowly catching up. But I did see that you guys are starting to recap The Walking Dead again. And yay, I'm so excited! Okay, I might just skip ahead and just listen to that one. But um, I'm listening to the fantastic Frankie. I love her. I also, yes, she is big on Instagram, at least for me, because that's where I first saw her, and that's where I follow her and watch all her videos and stuff and reels. But and she be making points, and even like if you don't agree with her, you're like, "Ooh, that hurt." It's like I never thought about it that way. But she's always funny. It's just like, and folks be trying to come for her. I was like, "Y'all never should come for her because she will always have the receipts." <laughs> and she's in some way it has points. She always has points. It's like points were made. But uh, the part we all are talking about um, women in fandoms and being nerds and stuff, and it's like, you know, dudes are talking about, oh, y'all weren't out there when you were growing up. It's like, yeah, we were. And I always talk to my husband about uh, how, like, a secret underground nerd, like, I couldn't really only talk about it with my brother. It's like when we got home. Just like didn't feel comfortable about talking about the things that I was interested in at school because it was usually just like white boys and stuff and they were always arguing and being mad aggressive. I was like, no, I'll just wait until I get home and talk to my brother about it and uh, the other girls. And maybe there are also other girls who are just like secretly <laughs> on the low they were. watching the stuff I was watching, but none of us were talking to each other about it because we're all scared. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, no, I'm not watching anime. What? What? She got cut off. Next voicemail. Hello. Yes, it's, it's me again. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to talk fast, and I'm breathing hard. I'm holding this baby, and 
walk around trying to get her to go down for a nap. But anyway, okay. So what was I saying? Oh, about Nerdum and being a girl. And, uh, but yes. So the thing, like the, the last discussion I had with my husband is like, he has sent me one of those videos that have been going viral where dudes are like, Oh, this is how it was when I show my girl on my, nerdy stuff when they walk into the room and the girl's like uh, uninterested and he's like oh uh so i was like negro that's not us i was like that wasn't us at all he's like like well when i showed you all my stuff i was like dude i was pissed off because you wouldn't let, let me touch anything i was like not even the stuff that was out of the box i was impressed with your collection when we were in college and you showed me your collection i was like i was just like yes okay this is it this is the, this is the guy and you, and then you wouldn't let me touch anything. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. He's selfish. I was like, like when I invite my friends over to play with my toys, I'm like, we actually played with the toys. I was like, the ones that are out of the box. But then again, I didn't keep nothing in the box because I had five brothers and sisters. It was like, keeping what in the box? He can't keep nothing in the box. He grew up like an only child. Right. Like he was the baby of the family. Was like, of course, you keep all your stuff in the box. Like, but then the stuff that wasn't in the box, you're like, what about the stuff that was in the box? I was like, let's do this one. Like, don't try to change narrative. He's like, Oh, you're right. Okay, that that's not that. So like, no. I was like, you don't you don't get to be part of that conversation. It's like <laughs> but you didn't have a girl who wasn't interested in your stuff. I was like, I was interested. Like I was been interested. I was like, some of the stuff that he's into now is I introduced it, like Star Wars. Like I introduced Star Wars to him. And now he's like all on the rails and he's like so excited about it all the time now. I'm like, Yep, there you go. Last voicemail. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a three-call person now. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> anyway, to say all that, I'm really happy that y'all have Frankie on. I love y'all. I love Frankie. I'm really excited about this episode. I'm going to go back and finish the rest of it. And uh, it's just like, you know, when you say link up, it's like, it's always great. Um, and that was an old... Okay, don't... Oh my God! Don't interrupt me because now I lost my train of thought. That was my daughter. Okay, all right. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye bye. <laughs> That's all of them. Oh, uh, let me just say it's so funny. You hear that story so many times about. I'm like every ner- loser kind of incel nerd dude has a the story of how girls never like them and if they're black or Asian or some type of other marginalized race then it becomes the girls of my race never like me because they're not into this stuff it, they thought I was too whatever um, and then every fucking woman who is a nerd has a story of unrequited love of like this motherfucker was too weird about this shit right they were too aggressive they were too standoffish they were too selfish or whatever mm-hmm. and the idea that uh, a person wouldn't be interested in being with someone whose interest was whatever let me tell you something people are into people who are into interesting who are interested in shit mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what it is Mm-mm. You know, it really doesn't really matter. Just the fact that you're passionate or you know a lot about something, a lot of times people will at least hear you out, give you a fucking shot. You know, like, oh, like uh, there's shit that you don't be interested in, but someone else is interested in. And that's why the fuck you're interested in it now. That's how pretty much how everyone gets interested in something. Somebody put them on to something, even if you pretend to hate it. 
You know, how many people pretend to hate sports because, oh, my boyfriend or what? They watch sports. They know shit. You start talking to them, they know shit. And you're like, oh, how do they know that shit? Uh, okay, they know that shit because they into it. You know, nerd shit. Uh, fucking men and the whole, you know, the fucking real housewives. My wife watch reality TV and I just don't understand, man. Like, how is Kenya going to talk to <laughs> Portia like that? Because Kenya need to mind her motherfucking business. And you're like, oh, you're into this. You know, oh, the, the reality TV show. Anyway, man, I'm just, I don't understand why Erica Minna and Safari had that damn baby. Because you're into this, nigga. <laughs> that's why. Stop lying to yourself. So that's what, that's the part that pisses me off is like the idea that my interest led women away from me. No, nigga, you led <laughs> women away from you. Women are in, just like all human beings, women, girls, whatever your gender is everyone's interested in in all the shit it's always somebody that's interested in some shit dog it just is so yeah i never liked that or accepted that excuse but you know i'm glad that you know you found your nerd because i always see y'all doing nerdy shit on facebook and stuff together as a family and i love to see it it's cute and it's adorable and <laughs> something <laughs> Roger uh, bought out, uh, uh, talked about uh, on this show. And, and it's a true statement when Roger be like a lot of dudes that are like, quote unquote, nerdy, whose wife might not be into that. You know, a lot of them uh, pretend like they want somebody into it. Like I said, no, you don't. You know what it is? It's double everything. Because we used to have one Xbox. That shit didn't last long. I was like, bitch, I want my own login. I want my own password. I want my own Xbox. Roger be playing. I be sitting there with my arm folded looking at him like, bitch, when you going to get off? I want to play too. Like, that's the shit you run into when you have two people in like one system. Yeah. You know, now I, you know, now I got collectible items. Now I like comic books, you know. Now I'm doing some of the same thing. It's the, you know, the cost of the brick goes up when it's two of y'all. We have... Two Xbox Series X, one Xbox Series S, a Switch, a PlayStation 4. I'm sure we have an Xbox One sitting around somewhere. Like, this is the cost of nerd shit, you know, mm-hmm. but, and being into the same stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't I don't begrudge it. I like have being with somebody that's into the same shit. So, um, you know, sharing interests and stuff. And some of it is you get each other into it, you mm-hmm. know. So, uh, I, th- I don't know. Just anyway, there's a lot of shit there to unpack. And I don't feel like unpacking all of it right now. <laughs> it is. Let's it go is, to. Uh, and I'm glad you're back for The Walking Dead. I'm glad you enjoyed Fantastic Frankie. I love Fantastic Frankie. She's so funny. She's so smart. She's so good at marketing and promoting herself and con- composing like solid arguments and stuff. And she just seems like a stand up person. Um, when I first met her via For All Nerds, I was a little bit wary because I'm, I'm always wary of like people that argue. Like it's just. I know I have a trigger for debating and arguing within me and I don't know how to like, I don't like to even play in that area because I always try to win and it's not good. It's not a good thing. It's like playing spades, you know, where it's like, oh, y'all think I'm not playing because I don't know how to play. No, I'm not playing because I might say some crazy shit to you and then you'll be looking at me different for the rest of my life because it hurt your feelings yeah but I, no no hurt my feelings because so. i got set and now ah! i'm like and that's why the fuck but i cared what's wrong with you and that's why you had stds when you was it's like what that got to do with fucking getting set you know so i think uh debating online i just try not to participate in it and also to be really honest i i find it to be 
a negative mental health states for me in general. Mm-hmm. Like I like I when I say I'm not in communities, that's what I mean. I'm affected by them too much. I'm not right. able to brush it off the way so many people, people seem do. to be able to, or maybe they lie to themselves to say they're able to. Yep. But I like I don't like that feeling. I remember I I I, I, I was back when Twitter let people fucking throw you into a group DM. I've stopped that. They threw me in a group DM about black nerds, and everybody was in there, and I don't think I pretty much liked or agree with any of them because everything was negative in the worst. It was like our worst racial paranoia is put on display 24-7. I'm sorry, I don't want to live like that. Mm -mm. You can, maybe you find that comforting. I don't find it comforting to be like, oh, they got a Black Panther movie coming out. They just gonna fuck it up. Like, okay, all right. Uh, You know, the problem is they need to recast the child I'm like, oh, man, this is not what I signed up for when I thought about fun nerd stuff. This is not for me. All right, email time. Eject. That's a groove, too. Um, All right. Eagle Pork Pool Gang is the first email from Julius who says, Hey, it's been a minute since my first email. Just wanted to know if you watched a documentary called White Scripts and Black Superman. It's written and produced by Jonathan Gales and directed by Dwayne McDuffie. It was made in 2012, still holds up. The boreal down on the Black Panther and the fact that the first eight issues of T'Challa wasn't even in Wakanda. Um, you can watch it on YouTube or app called Canopy. As long as you have a library card, you can download the app on your Fire Stick and search from there. Again, I love you guys. Everything you and Karen, the only Karen, the podcast streets respect. Uh, it's still well, Karen Hunter. Uh, it's still Eagle Pool Port Gang for life. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, Sydney writes in, man. Tuesday f- feedback show. Ghetto Grocery. Y'all shop at Wayne's across from Camp North End? No, I have not. <clears throat> Man, now that's a LOL Ghetto Grocery store. I've never heard of them. The cashier have been there for 20 plus years. They got all the black Caribbean staples. Unlike Arby's, they actually have the meats. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, um, the, yes, I know I know of those types. I, I used to go to A&P. That's where my grandma mm-hmm. used to take me. Park and shop. Park and shop. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Park and shop. One. And then um, they still have some, like this one over off of. Uh, you find them in the wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's one off of, I want to say, Tryon by Remount Road, where you can go in there and get like all the fish and shit yes you know they also used to have one off south boulevard it might close now but they had all the fish like i mean hey it is what it is just cook it that night that's all i'm saying cook it that night just don't or, let it sit or in you the, better freeze it you don't want to sit yeah freeze it or cook it that night it's all good side note now spotify know they need to allow longer comments <laughs> uh laura says hi Ryder karen so glad you're recapping the walking dead again at first i thought you were recapping the new daryl series in france France. How did nigga get over there? But I'm equally thrilled that the recast continue with the original series of Fabulous Season. Thanks, Lauren DC. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Kiana. And she says, uh, Lauren Hobart. I mean Bobert. 
This chick is always out of out the fucking lunch. The audio segment that you played to her asking about the push to decriminalize public urination had me equal parts irritated and humiliated for her because, girl, what the fuck? When she says they have records that show that Mr. Allen was in favor of making those legislative changes, I would add, I would have asked, where are they and who did you get them from? Because those records don't exist, ma'am. And the thing that irritates me, the way they Republicans pass all speculation and conjecture is fact, alternative fact, facts, face-ass niggas. And as a Washingtonian, let me say that the most public urination is someone who's drunk leaning against a wall to pee or someone who's homeless and needs to use a bathroom. There's no epidemic of people whipping out their penis to pee on the corner at 7th Street and Florida Avenue. Right. Also, it just works into that Republican dogma that if you penalize something heavenly, it'll stop. And it's not what that's not what's going to happen. It does not change human behavior. In fact, it will adjust human behavior to sometimes a worse consequence than what happened. But you don't care. Like what happens is cities make these downtown happening spaces. A lot of times they allow outdoors drinking and all this shit. People Mm -hmm. get drunk. They piss in the alleys in the streets. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying they should. Mm -hmm. A civil penalty fine right fine they're drunk so they're not making good decisions in the first place and no it's not them walking around jacking their dicks off at women and shit like that because we actually have laws on the books already for that type of public indecency so uh yeah i but it's republicans thinking if you penalize something heavily it'll stop it doesn't normally happen Mm -mm, no you do just jail more people and more time more chances for police to interact with somebody that is doing a crime that's not that bad and have an outcome that's way worse than getting a fine. Yes. And whole time Miss Mama's out here vaping, getting her titties bounced in the goddamn theater. And to be so staunchly anti-LGBTQ, is she unaware of the prevalence of gay men in the theater? Why are you even there if you hate them so much? But like you said, Rod, they feel an entitlement to those spaces. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we have venom and vitriol for these motherfuckers, because it's the audacity for me. Right. You know, like I, like I said, I, I get that She's a uh, Hooters waitress kind of hot to people. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what you're into and stuff. But it's the it's the nerve because you're talking about people grooming children and saying drag shows are happening in front of our kids. Well, you're dragging them titties out in front of the kids at Beetlejuice. It's Beetlejuice, nigga. Like you weren't even at a grown-up play. You was at Beetlejuice. You know kids there. It's that that's what makes me so mad about it, it's the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- remember how they made a big deal when Pence went to see Hamilton and got booed in the audience? Then they ca- the cast politely asked him to nicely not be such a huge piece of shit. Uh, Donald G- Trump uh, said the theater w- should always be a safe place and demand an apology. They have no clue how the theater, especially black theater, has been a beacon of protest via stage. I can't. These people are a joke, but the joke ain't funny. On a lighter note, I'm late, but I love the live show. The chat room was off the hook. I love hearing the recap stuff and hearing Karen talking about how she has learned to love herself. Her story is the story of so many of us. Thank you, Karen, for sharing. And thank you, Rob, for always holding space and never rushing those moments. Love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. She replied, I'm back. This chick said she was not living up to her personal standards in her statement about Beetlejuice Gate. Her husband exposed himself to some teenage girls when he was 20 or 21. She wasn't even married to him at the time, meaning she married a man who she knew showed his junk to teenagers. It's the flexible morality for me. Right. Who she thinks she is? Nicki Minaj? <laughs> All right. I'm really out. I'm really out this time. Uh, the other thing is um, uh, something. Oh, her husband came out and uh, issued an apology saying, 
It was the fact that he put her through so much with the divorce that made her do it. These niggas got more excuses. Just own your behavior. That's all. You did it. I don't give a fuck about it. I'm going through a divorce. Nigga, everyone goes through divorce all the time, all around us. People it's do always everything. happening to somebody. People do every day. It's, it's, it's hot. It's hot. Everybody divorced summer right now. Okay, many a woman has put on a fucking girl dress and went on out yeah, after have. the divorce, but they wasn't getting groped up. And they also, if they were getting groped up in public, guess what? They didn't have a track record of being like a huge piece of shit. No? Anyway. The Articulate episode. Adam says, Ryder Can, I love the show. Jan Winner uh, just said the quiet part out loud. I mean, he just showed how much out of touch, not including African-American female artists in his book. He should have been out a long time ago, but getting him out is one step in the right direction. When Living Color made the response to what he said was unacceptable, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Will you play Ether in the background? That was a nice touch. Thank you. That's what I bring to the show. Mm-hmm. It can even it can even work with the song their song Funny Vibe. It could. It could work. I you know only I, I probably could have played that. You know I I don't know if uh, YouTube would have took down the video or nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how those rights work. Mm-mm. Like, I have to be careful with the songs I choose. Like, even the Ether Beat is actually a remake of the Ether Beat, which is why I didn't get flagged. Because mm-hmm. Rob, you know it. Uh, there are <laughs> they are one of my favorite bands. I saw them in concert last month and will see them next year. Well, you and Karen keep up the good work, Adam. Well, you're going to see them tomorrow. If you check out... You're going to see them tomorrow. If you check out YouTube, if you check out... Um, Crowdcast, they gonna be here. Okay, is it gonna be a lot of technical difficulties? Probably, cause we always have them. We don't. Is care. it gonna be uh, the internet acting? I hope not. I hope it act right. Mm-hmm. I remember there was on one time we couldn't get shit to work. I, I don't. I, but listen, we gonna make it work tomorrow. We gonna make it work. Uh, talk nerdy to me. Uh, Katrina says, "Hey y'all, finally caught that fantastic Frankie episode." I have to say, it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey we're the professionals we'll do the puns here all right Calm down. <laughs> um uh, i now follow her as i can never have enough black girl nerds in my life y'all always had a dopest guest i've been listening since 2016 and at, th- at this point y'all are like the oprah book club in my head when something or someone has a blackout to stamp approval i'm in say less my big cousin said you was cool so take my time and money or money take it uh, I wanted to let y'all know that in Hyrule Warriors, a hack and slash game for Switch, you play as Zelda or Sheik, along with some other lesser known women from the Zelda franchise. It's a really dope couch co-op, and I have to say, Zelda has hands, feet, magic, projectiles, and all that. I agree that we need a Zelda game starring Zelda. My wife and I have been saying that for years. We're huge fans of all things Legend of Zelda, and we even attended a launch party for Tears of the Kingdom in March. Half of the fans there were women, so fingers crossed that Nintendo will do right by us soon. I hope so. I hope so, because it doesn't make sense. Like It, does, it is called Legend of Zelda and Zelda has never been the primary character on a game that people will recognize. Not some obscure shit that only came out in Japan. I'm talking about everywhere here you go on one of their major systems. And far be it from me to pit two bad bitches against each other. But Peaches has got, Princess Peach done got way more like agency and love over the past few years mm-hmm. than Zelda's ever gotten. And I feel like they they should take the same things they've done for Peach and do that shit for Zelda. Like, get, give her her own adventure. 
Princess Peach got her own game coming out. She's had one before. Mm-hmm. It was a little problematic. But it but it was a game with right. her on the cover. I don't see why Zelda ain't got that yet. Right. I'm really hoping that we get one in the wake of the new Princess Peach game. Oh, see. Did y'all see that trailer yet? Oh, we seen it. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, oh, cute. She Y'all got her a scrunchie. I guess that's her new eye roll. But then they put sis in some pants, gave her a sword. I screamed out, yes, bitch, at the top of my lungs and scared my cat. It's about time. She yes, doing- right. It's one of them things where we out here fighting and shit. I want you and you know, a dress is cute, but bitch, uh, you ain't never seen Mario and them out here in, in something that you'd be like, but you fighting and you jumping. That outfit that makes no sense. Uh, she doing her Nancy Drew, her Chun Lee, her Gordon Ramsay. I will gladly be pre-ordering this one. The little girl in me is squilling. I definitely would have been a sword fighting Princess Peach for Halloween back in the day. Hell, I might be her next year. I just know this game is going to be popular. Now we may run into an issue with some parents not wanting to buy it for their boys because of patriarchy and ridiculous narratives around gender. Man, I, I hope, I hope, I mean, I'm, you're right. Some Someone somewhere will go on twitter and say that dumb shit but but so many kids don't care right it'd be the parents it'd be the parents because the boys don't care i played so many games watch so much shit when i was a kid because i just didn't give a fuck it just wasn't about that you watch he-man do you watch she-ra because why don't it come on right after each other and they're gonna be fighting yes sir so yeah people get yeah everyone else is uptight about that the kids are all right you know, the kids watch Steven Universe. They don't give a fuck about that shit. Uh, I can see Kid Rock shooting his AK very poorly at a copy of the game. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to worry about, but poor sales could put us right back where we started because companies know women and girls will play games starting male characters as we've rarely had a choice. I worry about that after I get my life to peach karate chopping necks in the Mushroom Kingdom. Honestly, I hope you're wrong. I hope it's not an issue at all. I hope it's just one of those things where you're anxious about something that's not going to matter. Because also, a lot of the people playing games now are adults. And yes. and I know they don't care. And also, it's kind of that thing like with Black Panther and Shang-Chi and Crazy Rich Asians. Some people have been waiting their whole lives yes. for this. And those are people that are going to buy that game. And sometimes you wake up a sleeping giant because people are like, oh, finally, the Princess Peach game? Well, I didn't buy the last two Mario games, but I'm getting this shit. Correct. And it's also one of the things, like a lot of shit, a underserved market will show up because they're underserved. If you served them, you could have been having decade-long series of here's The Legend of Zelda and like somebody in the in the thing was saying, here's the life of Zelda. Here's, you know, Zelda separate. We could still have Link doing his own separate thing and call that shit The Legend of Zelda. But we could also have Zelda in her own video. People, they do this shit all the time separate. And it's also one of those things where little girls play video games. I don't know why people act shocked and surprised when little girls show up in in their cosplay and all this shit like they're a consistently overlooked market you know and then everybody always act it's like the movie industry like you said they always act shocked and surprised when you have these anomalies but what do they do they actually revert right back they actually don't continue to serve these markets and act like every time they do some shit and it sells like gangbusters a fucking fluke no it's not serve this market yep um and I think that's what's gonna happen. I think the numbers are gonna be good. So also like Nintendo puts out 
three first party games a year. How, who the fuck can afford to skip one? All right. Uh, Lashley says, P.S. Now that I think about it, Horizon Zero Dawn did really well, and that main character was female. Eh, I'm too high to think critically about it right now. I'm sure there's a hypothesis to be made, but I'd rather sit here and eat these Cheetos and save Hyrule as Sheik. Uh, happy birth- belated anniversary. The live show was lit, and y'all keep rocking. Peace. Thank you, Katrina. Mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. That's Roger's jam. He's yeah. played that I love game Aloy. several times. And for a lot of people, you know, at the, at the time, particularly the first was like that game of the year. A lot of people love that fucking and lo- game. And Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. I, there's, 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 there's a track record out there to be optimistic, you know. Um, John writes in, travel angst, whiteness of rock, etc. Good morning, Rod and Karen. That story about the man with the horrible diarrhea on his flight was so horrible. Way to make us all even more anxious about travel. I, every time I read one of those stories, I just think about the people on the plane. Yeah, I'm like, and I, and I feel like if I was on one of them people on the plane, everybody would be flicking out, and I'd be the only one being like, "Of course, of course." I thought I was gonna be able to go somewhere, and of course, I'm the plane with the diarrhea two hours over the ocean, and we're gonna turn around and go back, and we can't go to France today. Sure, why not? Why? <laughs> why why not? the fuck would that not happen to me? Yeah, I just I've learned over the years just to put my patience cap on like that time i was going to see you and they was like they kept updating for an hour we had to get off the plane we had to trans- go to another plane and take our bags off put our bags back on and people around me was huffing and puffing and i was like take your time it is what it is you can't control it no reason for you to get stressed out i'm just a very much well this is happening type of person so uh, they're all going to be seriously traumatized for a long time, especially him. Oh, well, at least in his case, we know he had a good, He's we know he's good at letting shit go. Bad pun sound effect. Uh, I think you mean this one? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Living Colors response to that Rolling Stone jack off was perfect pitch, pitch perfect. I'm not even surprised that an old white dude who mainly loves rock music will have these blind spots. The gatekeeping of the genre disproportionately favored white male artists for so long that the pool of people who are allowed to reach legendary status is skewed very heavily towards them. But what I don't get is that he could have taken so much, so many better approaches. He could have thrown Hendrix, Living Color, Madonna, Joan Jett, or whoever on the list and kept it trucking. He could have said that obviously artists like Prince, Beyonce, etc. have a rightful claim, but he didn't feel he was an appropriate person to write about their work. And when criticized, instead of trying to reverse engineer justification to defend himself that, that ends up making things so much worse, he could, have, he could have just said, my bad. Like Drew Barrymore, there were so many paths of least resistance he could have chosen. What a dumbass. Karen, the way you take the ball and run with it to wild hypotheticals when Rod is less than one sentence into reading the story is a true gift <laughs> and one of the best parts of the show. I think you missed your calling because you could be making bank on the conspiracy theory circuit. <laughs> Karen on anybody. Uh, also, at the risk of being canceled or comment on a black woman's hair, I too thought your hair looked great oh, in the you. live show. So glad y'all had a great time and successful event. I don't think you're gonna ever get counsel saying a black woman's hair look good. I, no, I think that I think you're safe there as long as you don't elaborate in anything else. I'm pretty sure they'll take that compliment. Mm-hmm. P.S. Rod, did you see that Tay Tay got like thirty thousand young people to register to vote in the Instagram campaign? Uh, you love to see it. Off to get our boosters. Cheers to stay safe. Yes, I saw it, and I saw a couple people trying to take little shots. I saw you try to take little shots at Tay Tay. 
But y'all wrong. They was like, oh, yeah, she got 30,000 people to sign up, but who they going to vote for? Well, if you know her politics and you're still fucking with her show, after she's come out as explicitly Democrat, not just a generalized go vote. She be like, vote blue. She's like, vote for a specific politician in Tennessee. And they ain't a Republican. She comes so I just uh it always makes me so mad because I feel like Taylor Swift is the version of uh of like just the uh the one of the good eggs. But we are so insistent on trying to like be edgy to take her down. And I don't know who that helps. Republicans hate her. Now I gotta hate her too. Why? She didn't do shit. Right. She did all the shit that we claim we want to see people do. Yes, sir. You don't have to rock with her music. You don't have to like her vibe. But this shit where like pitting her against Beyonce for no fucking reason. She ain't never said not a bad thing about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And you doing Kanye West bidding. I thought y'all hated that uh Nazi motherfucker. Y'all hated right. him, right? Y'all hate him. Y'all know the whole reason y'all still trying to take down Taylor Swift started over him pitting Beyonce against Taylor over that video of the year shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's crazy to me. And I can't think of a person that y'all hate more than Kanye. And y'all, it's a decade later and y'all still trying to throw that old tired ass shit out there. And my thing is 30,000 people. That ain't, that's not a, that's not something to shake a stick at and act like that's a, a nobody number. Right. And notice how I just brought her up and I didn't bring up anybody to try to denigrate them. Like, well, so-and-so ain't signing nobody up. I just think she's doing a good job, minding her business, staying out of fucking our shit and just trying to be helpful. The end. That's all I She ask. also was a child star thrust into the fucking light with her parents managing her career and she shook them shackles off and stood up for herself and is giving some real good uh like positive feminist energy she's a real ally that stands with people and shit when motherfucking dr uh dr luke was uh accused of sexual assault by kesha she's giving money to kesha on the low we only know this because demi lovato hating ass was talking shit about taylor being a fake feminist and kesha had to come out and be like bitch she put help kept me afloat when your motherfucking ass is on on here shaving your head off and talking shit she kept me the fuck afloat so shut the fuck up so I'm just saying, man, she do her thing. Leave her alone. Y'all, it always make me feel like I'm caping for her. But honestly, it's not caping if they did the work. It's caping when you start talking about a motherfucker that don't do shit and be like, leave him alone. She do shit. Just leave her. Just leave her out of it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, articulate. Uh, we got one comment on Podbean. Horrible thing for Forever 21. She in his trash. Steals his arms for small creators, giving no credit or compensation. Mm-hmm. And now they up in... The big leagues. Didn't they turn it back? Ain't that a damn thing? Ain't that? All right, y'all. That's it. (laughs) Listen, if you hate Shein, I feel you. But just know this. Anyone that buy their clothes, it's falling apart after the first time they wash it. So don't even worry about it. (laughs) Don't be mad. They going to keep them clothes one, two washes, and it's gone. You get one motherfucking... One fucking rent cycle in that motherfucking washing machine. That shit is a wrap. Confetti. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Living Color will be the guest. Can't wait to talk to uh, to Corey and Vern. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, Until then, I love you. I love you, too.